Attention, 59 gamers. Sorry, 5-9 gamers. It's still really hard to get that out of my head. We are back with another installment of your favorite Dokkan Battle Podcast called the Dokkan Battle Podcast. I am your host, Toon Rami, and joining me this week is the Mass Ningen, part-time stand user and full-time Super Battle Royale King who happens to be on his phone today. Yo, how's it going, everybody? I came in at the last minute, so I'm, I'm at work, I'm on my phone, but I'm, I'm here. <laughs> he's, he's the king of the AM radio waves this week. The homie who needs no introduction, Goresh. What is going on, everybody? The most quiet person I have ever met, Kensei. Hello, guys. Oh, you weren't supposed to say anything. <laughs> Kingpin of Hell's Kitchen and Hunter of Alex. Alec Hunter. What's going on? And introducing the professional lover of Kefla Sly. I was going to use another word, but, you know, can't do it. No, uh, make sure you guys are locked in across all of our social media platforms and connect with the 5.9G network. Follow us on Twitch, Twitter, subscribe to our YouTube, join the Discord, Facebook, our new Reddit, the brand new website. Check it all out. Links everywhere. Stay connected. Stay locked in. Without further ado, let's jump into episode 17, The Calm Before the Sixth. So we'll start with uh, the, the, favorite, the, the new favorite event that everyone is clamoring about on Global. And that is the torture simulator or the, the Frieza combat simulator. So basically, this is just another punching bag event. Um, guys, is this even worth talking about? The rewards are minimal. The effort is unnecessary. What are your guys' first impressions on this event? Obviously, JP's had this first, but anyone can chime in here. So feel free to just take it away. Still better than chain battle. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, is it though? Is it though? Because at least... Chain yes. battle, there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel, which is a lot of orbs and a lot of other stuff. Here, yeah. you're getting you're getting gems, incredible gems, really. Here, I get to use the units that I actually summoned for. Don't you only get like five stones per uh, reset? Yes. Yeah, you yes. literally get yep. five stones. So each yeah. each yeah. interval is like three days, and at most you get five stones, six sleeping kais, and like twenty incredible gems. Yeah, he has some standing statues or whatever. But the reason I would say that it is better than Chain Bow is because at least we actually know how it works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fair That's point. True. That's true. Uh, do you think... So is this something that we should be uh, hyped about because it's another event that forces us to kind of just you know re-engage in Dokkan? Or is it more about the fact that they can't seem to break away from the events they've already had in place for so long. Like, this is basically another glorified punching bag event, right? So is it is it worth praising these guys for copy and pasting a new event, or should we just be happy with what we get? Um, I mean, there's two sides to this, right? Number one, you could argue it's better than getting no new event at all, right? Yep. Agreed, um, yep. But the other side of it is just like, I'd rather just not play the event at all than play it. Yeah, same. Which I, I've been doing. I, I, haven't, I played it once, and I just never played it again. Um, because the only good thing about this event is you only have to play through one stage to get the missions done. And once you get the missions done, you can just ignore it until it resets, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I'm not really... Yeah, I just tried it once, and I said, yeah, this is not a really good event at all. And I'm like, the, the rewards are kind of trash, like they are. Um, other than that, it's like 25 Dragonstones, sure. I'll take it. I guess we, we can save for Gogeta that is coming to Global, so... Other than that, this event is just like really boring to me. 
Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that it's uh, it's like the punching bag thing, but at least at least you don't you're not limited to two tries. But the thing about it is it's just as frustrating because I um, when I recorded my video for it, I I must have had to like go into the stage and then quit like at least ten times in a row because you either get your main damage dealing units in slot mm -hmm. seven or you get like all the support units are on like turn two and the nukers on turn one with like two candy for geo so it's just you just immediately have to quit and try again um but then once like especially this one the second one was a lot easier than the first one like if you have the str martian vegeta who's obviously a much older unit like he very easily like one shots it but just like it took multiple attempts to actually get the right rotation for him um, but like Arrest said, you only have to do one of the stages to get all the rewards, even though I say all the rewards, it's not like it's a crazy amount, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's more frustrating than anything. But once you get that one set up, then you've pretty much got it done. So Slide, you were going to uh... say something? Oh yeah. Can you use items? I don't remember. You, you can, can use, use one, one item. item. Yeah. One, yeah, item, one item. I mean, that's better than zero if you think about it. And then on top of that, you don't, you're not limited to two a day so that was their great um their great genius coming out where they're like oh we're gonna make this unique by letting you only use one item instead of none <laughs> and plus wow, the thanks. um th didn't they restrict the those orb leaders ones yeah, yeah. you can't you can't use certain orb uh changing leaders. yeah yeah i don't quite i mean i I don't know. It, I don't quite understand why they limited those guys, but you still have a pretty decent substitute with the Candy Vegito. So you're still, I mean, because if you're getting rid of the leads for nuking, you're essentially, I guess, trying to say that they, you, they don't want you to nuke, but then you just end up using a nuke lead anyway. So yeah. what were they trying to accomplish with that whole thing? I don't quite understand. Because I, I would assume so because they have these categories. So, like, I guess they want you to use these category teams to see in how much damage you, you, you would do. So that that is my thought. Other than that, I mean, yeah, just like just like what you said. Just use K Vegito as one of, one of these uh, these nuke leads and just, like, there we go. Dead. Like, there's nothing else. Like, why they, they restricted these guys. If I'm not mistaken, this might be the third or fourth punching bag variation we've had in Dokkan, yeah. right? Because we, we've had the, the Frieza, like, you know, punching his minions in the face. And then we've yeah. got Torturing Goku. We've got the punching bag event. And I think there was Hurt like, one other version breaking. for the five-year, right? Mm -hmm. So do you guys foresee this continually being a thing? Do you think that they think we enjoy this event? Where do you see this whole, uh, you know quote-unquote brand new event meta going do you do you foresee more rehashes of the same stuff or do you think that they're actually making a concerted effort to try to break away from the same old uh things that they're doing well they do it because it's easy to make right they just yeah, copy and paste much. the same event every single time we've seen this with every type of event in this game you know legendary goku event we have infinite mm -hmm. dragon ball history that's the same event like nine times mm -hmm. yep. then we have super battle road which is like you know uh, obviously, the type ones are pretty much the exact same event as the the category ones. Then we have yep. extreme variants of those. Uh, mm -hmm. Then we have the, all the nuking events. They're all the same. So there's different styles of events that you can obviously play in this game. But then there's like nine to ten different variations of those styles of events. So I, I don't. I mean, it's lazy. But what else can you really do? If there was a way, we should we should mod it where like you can put your favorite Dokkan tubers faces on Goku. <laughs> that way it adds a level of uh, 
enjoyment. So you, you can pick your favorite Dokkan tuber and try to nuke them or punch them in the face. <laughs> Just punch them in the face. Call me, Bondi. Call me. I'm available. I got great ideas. All right, let's move on to another beloved event that everybody loves, especially Masningen. That is Chain Battle. Over on JP, Chain Battle just got their newest iteration, and the boss for this one is Super Saiyan Vegeta, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, JP players, you're welcome. <laughs> what do you think? How did you do? <laughs> Thanks, this is worthless. PyCon, Super Saiyan 3, Goku, Janemba. Those are the uh, those are the characters. How how are the support lines on this one? This this seems like a recipe for disaster. Like the support lines must have been terrible. The overall average for scores must have been pretty lousy. How how was this mm -hmm. event for you guys? I mean, I personally took the physical Gogeta LR because I didn't really pay attention. I just saw other world warriors. I'm like, oh okay, cool. I have an LR for this, and I just took Noir's benches, and I'm I got 56 million. I'm like, I really don't care. I gave up, honestly. Like, when it's categories, like, Otherworld Warriors, I just I just fall off. I don't care. I'll take my free equipment and just move on with my day. Yeah, the only reason why I think this one's really, really bad is because it's hard to even get the missions done for certain scores. Like, 90 yeah. million and 100 million, like it seems like it's really hard to get those done, which sucks. Because, at the very least, you had the old chain battles. Like, I believe, um, like, the old ones that we had, like, like, the first few, like, the God Goku one and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it was tough to rank in the top 1%, but at the very least, you could get those, like, number missions done. Like, get 90 million, get 100 million. So you would get the rewards yeah. of those missions. This one, like, a very small percentage of the player base is going to complete the 100 million uh, damage mission. Mm -hmm. Which is why I think this one's probably one of the worst ones. And plus, uh, nobody uh, ever, like, plus, I mean, be, uh, besides the whales, they didn't, they didn't like, rainbow the, uh, uh, the, the PyCon. So this chain battle seems like a really, like, it's not that great. It's just only two categories. I mean, the, from what I've seen from the lineup, is like PyCon, Super Saiyan 3 Goku, and then a bunch of Vegeta's, if I correctly. I don't know about, uh, about the extreme ones, because I think it's like a bunch of like Janembas. So, like, it's like, it's pretty not that great. It's, it's not that great. So. Yeah, I think for extreme, it's like Majin Vegeta's and Janembas. Yeah. Right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I had like a few Goku blacks in there just because they were glowing and I just didn't pay attention, like I said. What's unfortunate is I think they think that this event uh, kind of encourages people to summon on the newer banners, thinking that they will have the necessary pieces to do these events. But mm -hmm. I don't think they realize how little we care about this stuff. Because this is the because we just had PyCon and Geneva just showed up, right? It's been a month or two months, right? So uh, little, I mean, a little time has passed between those banners dropping and this event giving us. Mind and Body Erosion, Otherworld Warriors, and Worthy Rivals, do they really think that everyone is going to be summoning and having these units to do this? Or are they just simply uh, throwing whatever they feel like at us? Do, do you think there's some sort of a plan when they when they approach this thing? Because it seems like each and every iteration, the the categories needed get more and more obscure, and it's like less and less appealing to the, to the broad audience. Yeah, uh, like, whenever they announce a new chain battle, they usually like have like the new brand or category so let's say like from th like this one has like PyCon and, and Janemba so I would assume that they plan saying like hey these people are going to summon for PyCon and Janemba and let's put this uh, chain belt out here and truthfully it, they're not going to it they're, they're not going to summon on the banner because literally we got six anniversary coming here soon for, on the JP side so people are going to save uh, th their stones for the big hype of banners 
So I wish that they, they kind of changed their mindset on that because, like, I think for a global next chain battle, I forgot who is it because I, I, like, I think last time we got what Golden Frieza, and we should have gone Jiren with yeah. that too as well. And now that Jiren's coming out now, it's like it's kind of messed up like the whole thing. So like, I just I just wish they kind of changed uh, their planning on, on chain battles and see like. The, what useful chain battles we're gonna get? Like I, I would assume on sixth anniversary we're gonna get like some like realms of god or realm of gods, and another category which is like realm of gods is like one of those big big, uh, big categories that people should have rainbow at least like UI Goku, uh, evolution blue uh, Vegeta. Like there's a lot of units in that category, so like they should change the ways that they should do on like planning ahead. So th- 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 that is my thought. I mean, if you take a look at the history of the chain battle stages, like almost every single one has corresponded with like one of the yeah. units that's released alongside it, mm-hmm. which is why it was weird that they released the Golden Freezer one on Global before Jiren came out. Because like the whole reason that the like all those chain battles are out at the same time as those new units is it does incentivize you to summon for those, like Kefla for you for you know God Goku, yeah, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and then Jiren for you know Golden Frieza, and then you have Pycon for this, um, well Pycon Engine Nemba for this Vegeta. So I feel like that's an extra little push that they're giving people to incentivize them to summon for these new units. But I guess it's sort of like an afterthought for Global because they don't care. Yeah. Would it be outside of the realm of possibility to say that if if we go by what you're saying, that maybe uh, LR was supposed to drop earlier, but due to some scheduling thing, they decided at the last minute to change that, but they left the uh, the chain battle uh, in um, the uh, in the timeline. It it's possible, but I feel like they probably just felt that Gohan was would just be more. Um, you know, uh, lucrative for them at the time instead of just releasing Jiren alongside the chain battle. What they should have done is they should have just delayed the chain battle until now. Like, I don't understand yeah. why they didn't just do that. Because if I'm, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we're going to be getting a chain battle with Jiren here. Like, it's just going to be nothing. Yeah. Um, so there's really no point in pushing that out before Jiren comes out because it's just, it, again, it, it, that would have incentivized more people to summon for Jiren if they would have gotten a better score because of that. What was Global's last chain battle? It was the Golden Frieza, right? Yeah. Golden Frieza. So up yep. next, wouldn't it be the World Tournament one? World Tournament one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I think Super Boo was the first one that we got, which was fourth for JP or something weird. So I think uh, World Turn the the one that requires World Tournament as the category. I think that's up next for us. So I can't imagine that has anything to do with Jiren, but we'll see. Well, yeah, but again, like again, because that Goku shouldn't come with Jiren. That's going to be part of the whatever the next celebration is, I think. So my point is, like, why would they not just delay the Golden Freezer chain battle until now, when Jiren comes yeah. out, so you can actually do better in the chain battle? Like, because this yeah, this chain battle like... on Global was probably the worst one ever. Yeah. I would argue it's way worse than this one on JP because people have gotten 140 million on this Vegeta. Yeah. Whereas on Global, no one was even rem- like I got 107, and that was like people were like, "How did you do that?" Like it was that bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I didn't even hit 100 million on that last one. Yeah, it's like Golden Frieza, I have like the highest that I got was like 107 because uh, I got Topo. And I was like, I think Topo was like the like the main hitter, if I'm mm-hmm. correct, yeah. or attacker. So it was, yep. like it, it was pretty like struggling that we can't like hit like over like uh, like uh, 100 millions. Like, okay, it's like sure. Other than that, yeah, that was like the worst chain battle ever. You know what's not as bad as chain battle? Easy A's. And you know what Easy A's <laughs> JP just had recently? They had Vegeta and Goku 
dual EZAs. Some would say they're the precursors to the eventual Saiyan saga. I call it good news. So let's talk about it. Vegeta and Goku on JP got their big EZA. Something I really was not expecting. These two units, I was not expecting these guys to get any sort of a, an update anytime soon. But uh, JP players rejoice. You get two more stackers. Woo! And you get uh, two more pure Saiyans that can do crazy amounts of damage. We are seeing more of these stackers day by day. But uh, let's let's talk about it. So we'll start with, I guess, the Kaioken Goku. Uh, this guy, as a Goku's family lead, with his EZA, now greatly raises attack and raises defense. This is a new archetype that they're starting to implement more and more. Causes supreme damage to the enemy. He is a Goku's family lead. Key plus three, 130%. And then key plus three, 100%. Sub lead for tech. Key plus one at the start of each turn. Defense plus 70% when there's a Vegeta's family category enemy. Attack and defense plus 100% when performing a super attack. Key plus seven. Attack plus 70 when HP is 70% or less. Chance of performing critical hit plus 7% per key sphere. Tech key sphere obtained up to 30. So uh, not only is this guy a stacker, but he's got some, I guess, kind of a nuking property with the, with the critical hit element. So what do you guys think about this unit uh, and his EZA? Um, we'll start with uh, Sly. What do you think? Um, so far, the only one that I have EZA'd was Vegeta, but that's because I already had him farmed out. I think because I was working on something for a Legendary Goku event. I haven't done the Goku yet because I just don't want to be asked to do that hero extermination event with the terrible drop. But um, I have read through it, and the fact that they both are 50% infinitely on Super is actually nuts. Because they came out, what, the third anniversary, I think? Like, initially? And mm -hmm. Goku was just raising attack and Vegeta was defense. And the fact that their EZA, like, almost three years later, is now 50% for both, that's nuts. And the fact that he, what are they both one thirty percent in their leaders after their EZA? Yeah, yes, yeah. That's actually pushing. That's not even pushing. That is Dokkan Fest like leader numbers, like or LRs because some uh, Dokkan Fest leaders have one hundred thirty percent. Like the I think Android seventeen has one hundred thirty to defense. Uh, the third anniversary LRs are one thirty to defense as well. Super Saiyan Blue Evolution's 130. Like, even though it's one stat that's still, like, Dokkan Fest level, and the fact that they're doing that for East kind of units, I'm just curious of, like, if they potentially, like, EZA someone like, I don't know, Kefla, who actually needs it. I know me talk about Kefla, but whatever. What would her leader skill even then become? Like, 150, 155, 160? Or, like, what is the anniversary, like, We'll get to that later, but like, what are they going to do for those leaders? Are they going to keep it one seventy? Are they going to push it up? Like, just just opens up a potential like new realm of possibilities of like power creep or something for leaders. Alec, you enjoy doing a lot of these long form events with various challenges. Uh, mad props to you. What do you think about these two new units? Obviously, they're stackers, so you know where they're going to go. You and I both know. <laughs> uh, everybody knows where they're going. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen this before. We've seen a lot of this. There are a few changes here, a few differences. The Vegeta is basically the same thing, except mm -hmm. physical. So um, your thoughts on this, uh, on these new units, and do you, are you getting bored of the stacking meta? Do you feel like they need to try to move in a different direction, or do you think, feel like these little gradual changes are, are okay for now? 
I definitely would like to see something different. I don't, I'm not bored with the stacking meta, but I would like to have an option to do something else every once in a while. Um, I'm pretty excited for the Vegeta between the two of them. Um, I think he might be the key I need to beating legendary Goku mono physical. So, um, I've already done mono tech, so I'm not nearly as excited for the Goku, but the Goku looks solid. Um, I think his gaining of defense when there's a Vegeta's family enemy, it's kind of lackluster in comparison to the attack that Vegeta gets when there's a Goku family. You're going to use Vegeta against Goku a lot more than you use Goku against Vegeta. Yeah. But, oh, go ahead. I don't know. I, I The one negative I see here is that you have to get your super attack off before you get their passive attack and defense boost. Right. Um, so they are never going to be a first slot unit, which that's okay. You can build your team around all that. It's just kind of annoying to me that it's like you have to, well, any passive where it's like you have to be the first attacker, not in the first slot to the first attacker. You know, those kind of things just irritate me a little bit, but not enough to the point where I'm like freaking out about it. But all in all, I'd say they're a good addition. Um, it would be nice to see something different than just stacking units. Maybe something with, you know, maybe not stacking, but like a one-turn raise and then some kind of damage reduction instead of, you know, stacking defense just constantly. I would have to agree to that because there are some units that only do it for one turn. And I would wish it would be at least three, like the fifth anniversary lrs they're one turn only so someone like gogeta or even vegeto because they don't like keep that from the previous attack like if they get hit before they super that's just a night and day difference of the damage they could be taking versus what they are actually taking i think if you take a look at both the the EZAs, the vegeta in my mind is just way better just because yeah. of the fact that his yeah. his conditional passive requiring uh, a goku's family enemy is going to activate way more often mm -hmm. than the goku one yeah. is because there's so many more goku family category enemies in the game than there are Vegeta family category enemies um so you're just getting an additional boost way more often on the vegeta than you would be getting on the uh, goku mm -hmm. um, and then also you take a look at the units that they're competing against uh, the Goku is obviously Goku Kaioken. He's competing against um, the newly EZA'd AGL Goku, who is okay. I would say this guy is probably just way better than him. Yeah. Um, but he's also competing against the physical uh, Kaioken Goku, right? The one from the... Uh, I believe he dropped at the same time as the Transforming Goku and Frieza. That guy's oh, yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, he can reach some pretty good attack stats, but I mean, I still think this tech one is better. But the difference in like how much better this guy is than that guy, I don't think is like I don't think it's like astronomical. Um. And then we take a look at the Vegeta. The really the only other base form Vegeta that really is, uh, I guess, notable is the um, the one tw or the the Int Extreme support yep. unit. Other than that, it's kind of kind of crazy to think about this, but there really isn't another really really good base form Vegeta. I guess you could kind of slide in the Undokan Awakened Transforming Vegeta because he's base. But I mean, I still think this one's way better. But. Yeah, yeah, Vegeta has a lot less competition, I would argue, which is crazy because Kaioken Goku is a more competitive name than just Vegeta. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Because even when we get a great ape Vegeta, he's gonna have great ape in his name. So we've we've touched on this before, and everybody has talked about how much they want this, but the fact that these two Saiyans, these two units got EZAs. 
can we chalk that up to just pure coincidence that they wanted to bring in another Vegeta uh, Goku combination and it happened to be these two? Or could this be a potential precursor to some sort of a Saiyan saga uh, category that's on the way soon? Because mm-hmm. I mean, there are there are quite a few Vegeta Goku combos. Um, yeah, but why right. did they pick this one? Any any thoughts on that? Um, at, at this point, I think it's pretty much confirmed that the anniversary is going to be Tournament of Power themed. Yeah. Um, and there really isn't going to be anything else up, up until the anniversary comes out. So, like, you got another two weeks, really, until things start really coming out. Um, so, this being, like, a precursor to a Saiyan Saga celebration, I don't see it. No. Um, the, the, yeah. the, the timing of these guys getting their EZAs now, what, what that tells me, unfortunately, is that there really is no plan. There are no plans to really do the Saiyan Saga anytime soon because yeah. that would have made a lot more sense to line these guys up alongside right. a Saiyan Saga celebration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this more so lines up with the fact that they've done this for the past, I think, two years now. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. They've done like the the Eternal Rival shit. Or yeah, before the anniversary starts, like every single time, like there's a banner where it's like Eternal Rivals, and then they mm-hmm. have like this LR, LR Super Saiyan three Goku in there. Um. And I think last year they had like the the banner up as well with the LRs in there too. So yeah. it's just like that same theme they've had, where it's just Goku versus Vegeta every yeah. time to build up into the anniversary, which is always obviously Goku and Vegeta theme or fusion theme or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. yeah, which Goku Vegeta combination do you guys see could be potentially the next Eternal Ooh. Rivals EZA? Uh, I think it's. Tech Super Saiyan God Goku and the STR God Go- yeah. uh, God Vegeta. <laughs> you think that's the next step? Yep, I, I mean, think so. Oof. He wouldn't be wrong because going into next year, it would be three years since the Broly movie, so that could make sense. Mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking something along the lines of maybe the uh, the Majin Buu saga Saiyans. You know, the Spirit Bomb Goku and the uh, the, oh, the Vegeta, the, the ones with the candy, one. the candy passes. Yeah, that the that weight one. You're getting one. Man. Yeah. What about okay. the transforming Goku and Vegeta? <laughs> hey, nah, yeah. I'd be cool with that because you know they're no longer the de facto leads for Super and uh, or for Super Class, right? Well, Vegeta. Yeah, well, you're also talking about different. a year from now, right? So there's definitely going to be time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if anything, because the the Vegito Blue and the Rose STR Rose, they'll eventually get EZAs, right? Because once they finish all the types, mm-hmm. those two will be the last two. So after that, wouldn't it be? Goku and Frieza, transforming Goku and Frieza, who gets yeah. some sort of an EZA. Theoretically. Yeah. Could be. What about Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta and uh, Omega. Omega? I mean, those were. I think it'll be a while because once they yeah. do them, that's, then they'll really have. That's that's them starting the category leader EZA mm-hmm. like cycle. So I think it'll still be quite a while till we see those. Yeah. Actually, while on the subject of that, let me ask you guys this real quick. Do you guys think that they should be uh, expediting that whole process, like trying to get these EZAs up and running more uh, often? Or do you think they should keep this steady pace to kind of keep the timeline of Dokkan flowing at a consistent rate? Because a lot of people are saying, and you know, just overall hype in the game has been dwindling here and there between celebrations. Do you think implementing more of these more often for either the units that you'd expect to happen or for other units that maybe you wouldn't see coming do you think they should be dropping these more often, more frequently? I don't think yeah, they should so, be... No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think they should... They don't necessarily need to drop them like constantly, but I don't think they should speed up the cycle. Like I think it's fine having a month or two, maybe even three, between like them finishing off the 120 leader cycle. But we've seen 
recently with some of the EZAs like that Kaioken Goku and the Int Gohan, where they've been trying to add some interesting new mm -hmm. things. There are so many older units that could really benefit from getting an EZA so that they'd actually be used again. Um, that they should start. Like, if we got one of those as an EZA, even if it was like one every month, there's still so many of those units that could do with getting those. And then they wouldn't have to speed up like the 120 cycle or anything like that. So I think that would be something that would be good for them to do. Uh, I think the pacing of EZAs in general is fine. I just think they need to shy away from continuously doing Dokkan Fest EZAs. Yeah, so like, yeah. this is a really good example of an EZA that I, I really like because these guys, honestly, they didn't really need EZAs yet, but this type of EZA where it's just a banner unit getting one or two banner units getting one in one EZA event, that's good um, because a lot of these banner units, you're going to pull way more often than Dokkan Fest exclusives because they're obviously on every banner. Um, yeah. And also, one more thing I want to bring up about EZAs, too, is I actually think they should, instead of continuously doing, like, oh, we're going to go through all the 70% leads, then we're going to go through all the 120% leads, then we're going to do all the categories. Like, instead of doing that, I feel like it would have been better just to pick and choose who the worst Dokkan Fest exclusives were first and then focus on them. Because you're not going to tell me that Physical Cooler needs an EZA more than some category leads. Yeah. Yeah, like STR Ultimate Gohan or even someone like Int Goku Black definitely needs an EZA way more, I would argue, than the physical cooler does. So I hope I, what yeah, I would want I'll them do to do is I'd want them to just expedite those uh, characters EZAs that need it way more than like cooler, even though cooler and like I guess you could also fit in there as the Super Saiyan Force, but I mean you could argue otherwise. Um, I would argue that the some of the categories definitely need it way more than some of the one twenties, but you know, they're just gonna go in order anyway, so I don't know. Honestly, the, you guys remember that uh, one EZA where they took just seven units and just EZA'd them all at once in that one EZA? Mm -hmm. I wish. Even if, like, they don't, like, you could ask the community, it's like, hey, vote for, like, X amount of units, like five or seven, that you would like to see an EZA or would really need an EZA. Either let us vote or they just pick and just throw them into another EZA again and just let us EZA five to seven new units at one because that was actually a good thing for the game a lot of units got buffed and it yeah. still gave the players an easy a granted it's only 30 and not yeah, 210 I mean, no, stones but still i don't know i'd like to see the pace pick up a bit i would like to see every celebration have you know, a traditional easy A and an easy area. Like, I really would like easy areas to be exclusively for free-to-play units, but we already know that's not a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the catalog of characters, when you include, you know, those unfeatured units, there's enough of them where they could go hog wild for a while and yeah. not really catch us up. I mean, I understand the longevity of the game and whatnot, but I mean, if people are pulling these units that they don't care about, then they're not going to be playing the game. Like they get their they get their one featured unit or whatever, their one Dokkan Fest unit, and they try to build a team around it, and they don't have any excitement for any of these unfeatured units because most of them are pretty much garbage now. If we could get those things awakened faster, I think that would help with excitement, at least from the player base. That's a good point. Yeah. And actually, I was going to follow up on what you were saying, Alec, because when you summon on a banner, you summon for the headliners, you get them, you're happy for a few days, you do an event, boom, you're done. And a lot of people kind of fit into that sort of situation as, as a casual player, right? Because 
that's the one unit you care about. It's the new shiny unit, the new shiny toy. You mm -hmm. care about that. You do a couple events, and then the interest wanes until the next banner shows up. But if you have more units that are relevant, more units that are getting upgrades, more units that are you know coming back into the fold, older events, uh, getting you know revamps and all that stuff, it it encourages people to continue summoning and to actually use other units that they might not necessarily want to use, other than just picking up the headliner, playing with that for a little bit, and then being done with it. So I agree with you. Um, implementing more uh, EZAs, I think, would also help just the overall uh you know hype as far as the game the approach to the game because you don't just have to summon for the main unit and have fun with it you can also then you know pick up one of the one of the side guys and uh run a couple events with them see how they work before and after their upgrades i feel like that would help keep the momentum going in dokkan yeah the one thing i really don't like about EZAs is when the EZA characters that just don't need EZAs and they change nothing yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, super for AGL Super Vegio is like the biggest example of like him getting when he got his EZA, he just didn't really need it, and so then they didn't really do a huge amount with him. Yeah. There's so many other units that they could have done instead that would have then been brought brought back into relevancy. Because around the time he like his EZA was announced for JP on certain team builds, even for things like Super Battle Road, like Patara and stuff, like you would still use the AGL Super Vegio because he was still good enough to be used. And then it was like he just kind of got his EZA because it's like, oh, well, he's the next one in line to get one, but he didn't yeah. really need it. And I've said it before um, on previous episodes, and we've talked about it, like EZAs should be for the units that just don't really get used anymore and then it gives them a chance to refresh them and actually bring them back into being relevant again because like i'm trying to think of a really good recent example but like say like the physical fat boo like who was using him before his eza but now <laughs> put him boo, on yeah. one of the teams like a margin to yeah buff boo is a great example especially now because he's one of the best uh, link partners for um the in kid boo yep. um yeah like who was using him before so him getting an eza is perfect like that's what they should be for and there are so many units that could do with that treatment and like alex said there's so many of them like if they gave us an eza even every month i mean there's only 12 months in a year there's way more than like 12 units that need them so it's not like they'd run out of units to give them to all right let's let's move on let's not uh let's not dwell on uh on the eza side of things let's talk about some hype stuff yeah yeah, everybody's excited about this guy. He's finally dropping on Global. I know the chat is super excited about Judith. Wait, I, th so... I, thought, I thought you said hype stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. Dude, hype. I'm hyped. Get hype, guy. Come on. He's finally dropping on Global. This is the unit that everybody's been waiting for. I'm being sarcastic. Judith is the lead for Universe 11. All right? Yeah. yeah Universe well, 11 LR. Yeah, baby. Key plus three, 170%. This dude does massive damage. Causes Colossal of the Enemy. Greatly lowers defense, causes Mega Colossal, massively lowers defense with medium chance to stun. Attack and defense plus 200, key plus one with each attack received up to five. Woo! Attack effective against all types when target enemies attack down or defense down. Performs critical hit when the target enemy is stunned. Then he's got an active skill. Dude, get this. Attack and defense plus 30%. All enemies attack and defense minus 30%. Stuns all enemies for one turn. Can be activated after the character receives five attacks or five times in the battle. So, yeah! Can you he's that? here, guys. Uh, Global is I, getting I, I'm so excited! Someone help me out. Save me. This is too. I, appre I appreciate. I appreciate the enthusiasm. You could uh, sell ice <laughs> to an escort. Okay, Tune, I'll help you out a little bit further. Yeah. Just do this exact same thing with Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta gets announced for global. 
See, I don't have to try for that because people will be hyped. Exactly. <laughs> in, all, in all seriousness, all right? This is the next unit that's dropping on Global. It's about time. Yeah. Um, I personally have a vested interest in getting this guy because Universe Survival Saga is my favorite category. But let's let's talk about this unit individually and also as a category lead. What do you guys think about this unit? First impressions, Global players. Me, Jiren, me I, know, I know Goresh loves him. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Also, on, let, Gresh, let me tell settle us down. This, this sarcasm hurt, hurts a little bit. So, okay. I mean, if we if we want to be real, like he's obviously ridiculously good. Yeah. Um, yeah. He enters turn one and does things and wins. That's it. He's <laughs> he's incredible, <laughs> but he's also incredibly boring. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's he's just he feels like something that that came out during the previous meta where it was like all about the big attack number i mean yeah he gets a damn fine defense he does but like the thing people talk about is that attack stat and it just feels like i don't know he's it kind of feels like he's dated but they made the math so he's not <laughs> yeah i mean you're just like That's this guy could have this, this guy could have released like in 2018 with like 100% less everything. And then they were like, oh, okay. They have like a little thing. It's like break glass, like it, it, when Jiren releases something. And they do that. And they're like, well, let's just give him 100% more to everything. And then they just did that and they released him. Right. He just feels, he feels like an old style unit is really what it comes down to. But he's an absolute monster. I feel like it's also a little bit disappointing with him too because we were extremely expecting him to drop with a Mastered Ultra Instant Goku dual fest, like a dual LR fest. Yeah. And then they drop him here and it's like, well, there goes that idea out the window. Guess bring The one thing that stands out... Go ahead. The one thing that stands out as weird for him is because he released on his own. He's like a standalone mm -hmm. legendary summon banner, but he's his leader skill is insanely high for a... Uh... Like standard legendary summon banner, summonable LR. But... Well, yeah. I mean, the GT trio also has that too for uh, Dragon Ball Seekers too. So it's like it's not impossible, sure. but I guess they're like, I guess they're just picking and choosing like a category, and they're like, all right, screw it, give that random summonable LR 170 and move on. Because Goku and Frieza have 177, but that's like a special thing for them. Because it's universe seven, you know everything's all sevens. Yeah. Everything, every single one of their stats ends in seventy-seven. So universe eleven, as an entire category, is very small but very focused. There isn't even enough. Uh, I don't even think there's enough units to run a full team yet. Is there? Um, yeah, well, just yeah, there is. That's why there, we're getting is. a bunch of units with him, right? We're getting. So the, you, uh... you've got you've got the LR, you've got Int mm -hmm. Topo, but he's not. It's not just him. It's the Pride Troopers. Yep. You've got Dispo. You've got the STR version of Jiren. We've got the EZA for uh, two of these guys, Dispo and Topo, happening soon. And then we've also got the physical. What's this guy's name? Casserole. Casserole and Pride yeah. Troopers. Casserole yeah. Pride Troopers. So um, yeah, a very small focused category. Uh, what do you guys think about this category as a whole? It's kind of hard, I guess, to fully assess it until we get to uh, run these units. But uh, there's some pretty decent support across uh, two of these guys with uh, Int and STR Topo. These guys provide some massive support. So what do you guys think about this category, Universe 11 as a whole? Good? Bad? I think like th this, this category team is really good. Uh, just that... For me, for, from from my eyes, is like this is like a category that wants to to support the LR Jiren as much as possible, because Casserole, 
Uh, he gives up what like super ta- uh, super allies, key plus two attack and defense, but well like uh, by thirty percent. And they got the Pride Trooper Topo, who's supporting the, the Jiren as well. And they got the uh, God Topo, who, who's supporting Jiren. And this bow, I mean, you you can put him there, but like he's not technically like supporting Jiren as much as, as you want to. So like you 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 really want to use this this team to support Jiren as possible and just getting yeah. him as much high as damage as you need to. So I would assume in the future we are gonna get like a Jiren slash Pride Troopers and the other ones as well. So I mean they're going to probably support Jiren as much as possible, or they can just support each other along the way in the future. So this is my team. I think it's it's okay, uh, but maybe in the future once they add like more units in, in this category, it could potentially be one of the good ones. But at the moment it's kind of a uh, in the middle for me. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason they gave him the Universal Rival Saga Leader skill as well as Universal yeah. Eleven, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not, yeah. you're not, they're not expecting everybody to just run all Universal Eleven yeah. units. Um, but I mean, they specifically gave Topo like they usually wait a week before they give uh, the EZA right alongside the uh, unit that releases on the banner. So Topo and Dispo are both getting EZAs at the same time as Jiren, and the reason they're doing that at the same time is because they know people need the extra help. Um, well, they, need, they know Jiren needs the extra help alongside his other teammates to actually yep. form a, 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 a respectable team for Universe 11. So yeah. uh, that just tells you how limited and narrow this team actually is. But again, the Universe Survival Saga portion of their skill can really help out. Um, there's like a million units you could use on there, so that's why mm-hmm. they did that. It's going to be tough for them to justify bringing in more units for Universe 11. Kind of, I feel like it's kind of in the Namekian category side of things where... It is a category, and it's a good one, because it's very black and white. This is literally Universe 11. Very good category. But then as far as having more inclusions in the future, it's going to be tough. Um, which, again, which is yeah. why they have that secondary leader skill. I uh, This is such a bland category in terms of team building, because like you said, Kensei, it's just support the big gun, have the big gun do the damage. That's pretty much it. Yeah, pretty um, much, yeah. And like obviously that's a side effect of the fact that there's not that much in terms of personnel, right? So mm-hmm. um, I like the category, not looking forward to the team per se, but again, he's Universal Rival Saga and that's all encompassing. So you can uh, cover more ground and do more things with a more versatile team on Universal Rival Saga's end. I feel like Legends might have hit the nail on the head better because they gave with the tags and slash categories because they have like powerful opponent and rival universe. So you were able to build out a team for Jiren, Topo, and Dispo a little bit better than Universe 11 on Dokkan, where it's literally, like everyone's been saying, buff the one unit that's going to stand out and do everything. Yep. And just everyone else just, you know, look pretty and smile for the king. Yeah, I think, um, obviously he worked really well on Realm of Gods because that team also has a lot of support units on it. But this guy really becomes another like uh, like there's another it becomes another story once you factor in Bojack and his team the time oh, travel yeah. warriors team oh yeah yeah because then you have Bojack floating he basically cooler right you you just have a cooler that's supporting Jiren floating around on your team mm-hmm. yeah so that's when I feel like this guy really can put in a lot of work even though he's obviously still very good on his own team too so obviously you know. He's the he's the main selling point for this banner. But during this campaign, we have we've already been talking about it. The two EZAs that are also going to be getting major upgrades. One of them being one of the best supports in the game, quite honestly. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about Topo and Dispo. So we'll start with uh, Topo. 
It's really hard to say that. Um, he is an all types key plus three lead, 80% across the board, causes supreme damage to the enemy, raises allies' attack by 30% for one turn, and then his passive. Attack and defense plus 70%, key plus one for all allies, attack and defense plus 40, and all enemies' defense minus 70%. And then on top of all of that, this support unit reduces damage received by 40% when HP is 70% or less. So in a vacuum, this guy functioning as a support has a really good build because he can not only support, but he can kind of protect himself. But what are your guys' thoughts on this unit as a whole um, overall in the grand scheme of things? You mean top? Ugh. Top. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, he's uh, he's the one that people have been waiting for. Like when people have been saying that they've been waiting for this EZA, they're talking about him. No, no one really cares about Dispo. Um, yeah. Because for for teams like Realm of Gods and stuff like that, he's going to yep. be really really useful. So yep. I think that he, he's like, he's the main reason people were uh, excited for the EZA, and he's definitely up there in terms of support units. Um, I think because his damage reduction is conditional on the HP thing, I would say I would probably still put High School Gohan slightly higher than him, but he is uh, he's pretty high up on the list when it comes to super types uh, support units. The fact that he gives key plus one is actually really good. Like, I think people underestimate that portion because prior to EZA, he doesn't give key at all, but then he gets mm -hmm. the extra key. Um, he actually gets respectable amount of defense uh, for himself because prior to EZA, I believe he doesn't even have attack and defense no. at the start of turn. Um, yep. And then he gets the damage reduction, which, you know, in, in, a, in an event like Super Battle Road, you're going to be below 70% HP, I would argue, a majority of the time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Or maybe at least like half the time. So that damage reduction is also going to help out a lot. Um, and then, if, again, if you're running him alongside Jiren, which he was designed to do, you're going to reduce the enemy's defense, which then triggers Jiren's super effective against all types. So very good unit, uh, designed uh, pretty well. And uh, he's definitely going to be useful on a lot of these teams. You know, Final Trump card, obviously Universal 11, Space Traveling Warriors, you can throw him on there alongside Jiren. You, you, you just do Topo, uh, Jiren, and then uh, Bojack floating, right? That's just like a crazy turn. Mm -hmm. Universal yeah. Saga, he's really good on, and then Rumble Guy. He literally fits on every team on this list. Every single team he's good on. Yeah, because I see for Realm of Gods, he seems like the perfect replacement for the um, West Kai, because she's a 40% mm -hmm. support, but she doesn't give any key, and yeah, she key, doesn't yeah. really link very well with most of that team. Um, so he's like the perfect replacement to go as one of the top uh, Realm of Gods support units alongside uh, Supreme Kai of Time. Ali, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he provides that key and attack and defense to all allies, this becomes another unit you can use in things like punching bag events. I know we're not all super excited about him, but it is worth it to note that he does have that key, that all type attack and defense. So it's another place where he'll be useful, which just adds to his value. Uh, to be fair, we should mention, even though I think... Uh, the general consensus is we're not as hyped about Dispo, but let's talk about it real quick. Just cover it real quick. AGL type key plus 300% lead for Dispo post EZA. Causes supreme damage to the enemy. Raises attack and defense by 50% for six turns. I actually like that. Attack plus 20%. Chance of evading enemies attack, including super attack, plus 20 up to 60% at the start of each turn. Plus an additional attack plus 20% within the same turn after evading an attack. So obviously, you know, they're, they're leaning in on the thing that he does best, which is being, you know, quick and evasive. Uh, but they also gave him a pretty sizable temporary stacking boost. I actually like this archetype for certain units. Um, so the attack and defense raised by 50% for six turns does make this guy have some 
pretty solid damage potential and tanking potential. So what do you guys think about this yeah. unit overall as far as offense and defense? He's more than just a dodger, so he can actually hold his own here. What do you guys think? I think without any kind of defense in his passive, he suffers from a similar fate as uh, Ant Goku Black. Like, yeah, stack for 50%, but you can only do it for six turns, so the best you're going to get is, what, three stacks of that? It, without anything in his defense and his passive, he's not going to be useful like as a tank. Yeah. Because yeah. against um, an enemy that will lock you out of dodging, he is a punching bag. He's a literal punching bag. I think just ignoring yeah. his actual kit for a second, what's interesting to me about this guy is he has infighter. Because if you mm -hmm. take a look at Jiren, the LR Jiren, and uh, Topo, which is going to be your main rotation, Topo and Jiren don't share infighter. Jiren has it, but Topo does not. So what you can do, uh, now that Topo actually has some sort of defense, is you can put Topo in slot 1, you can get the boost from his super attack effect for Jiren. And then Jiren can link with Dispo as a floater uh, to give him infighter, so that the only link he's going to be missing is uh, legendary power. So he's going to have 6 links in that rotation, which is a pretty good uh, rotation for Jiren. Because pretty much if we do that, Jiren's just going to kill whoever's there, right? So you're not going to get to Dispo. That's yeah. <laughs> true. Plus, it's interesting because he has the um, the uh, infinite attack stacking thing as part of his passive. As I was just going to ask, attack. yeah. So I was going to ask, one of is the that things permanent? That really good about that, um, yeah, it's permanent. So the thing that is good about that, which I only realized, I think, yesterday when I did a video talking about them very briefly, but it, you know you get those stacking units sometimes when you're running longer form events, especially like some of the free-to-play ones who stack a little bit slower, you get those turns where they might be the unit that you're floating in the third spot like Goresh said for that rotation with Jiren and Topo and so they don't get a chance to super attack before the enemy gets killed which means they then don't get their stack whereas he gets his at the start of the turn so even if he doesn't get to attack that turn he's still constantly building up his attack so every time he floats around um, he's still going to be hitting harder like each time which I think is quite an interesting way of doing it I always tend to do this um, when a category gets introduced or um new couple EZAs get introduced but would you guys say that with LR and these new EZAs and the new units that we're getting is Universe Survival Saga a top tier meta or a category meta would you say it's top three number one number two where do you guys rank Universe Survival Saga among the best categories in the game at least top five I would say yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you have yeah, like some of the best far. LRs. You have Jiren, you have the uh, Kellen Khalifa, you have Goku and Frieza, LRUI Goku, Goku, LR yeah. Blue Goku and Vegeta. Mm -hmm. uh, you got the we'll Spirit see. Bomb, Ka Blue Kaioken Goku, everyone loves him. <laughs> uh, who else? We're about to get the 6th anniversary LRs. Yeah, yeah the 6th anniversary LRs. I mean, this team is good. I mean, then you have support units like 17. Yep. You have all the Universe 6 girl units, which are good. And then, of course, according to my imaginary LR sources, we're going to be getting LR Royal Blue Vegeta as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, because they already, what, released the figure for 6th anniversary? It's what, MUI Goku? Mm -hmm. And because it's always Goku and Vegeta, who else are you going to throw in there for a Vegeta? Who hasn't also had a card in, what, two, three years now? Would you say Universe Royal Saga would be the best category once the sixth year comes around? Depends on what they do. Potentially, yeah. Potentially, yeah. Because yeah. uh, well, if it is UI Goku, uh, the, the UI Goku and Royal Blue Vegeta, is that you also got to consider that they are in part of Realm of Gods as well. So they're both boosting up their own their own teams as well. But I still think Realm of Gods is still going to be like the top team 
in there because you have yeah because that MUI be goes through as well. yeah exactly so like it's like it is top related but it's still kind of is like realm of gods theme as well so i still think that team is, is going to be like the best best yeah, because or well, you think as well, based on their links and stuff, you're going to be able to put together um, the LRUI Goku that we already have, and then the LR because we're assuming, I guess, that the six year one is going to start off as the white haired version. Yeah. So you're going to be able to put them two together, and then if the opposing banner is the uh, Blue Evolution Pajia, as we assume it is, I'm not sure how super well they would link up together, but you can put him then with the Blue Goku and Vegeta, and then those two rotations immediately are insanely powerful and obviously they could be run on this team using jiren as the lead you could literally make a full lr universe survival saga team that would be mm-hmm. pretty damn powerful yeah all right and with that folks that will be marking the end of the first half of the show but don't go away because we're going to be answering your questions coming up next we'll be right back all right guys we are back and as always want to take a minute to thank everyone who supports the stream uh we had shark teeth 89 with a prime sub twitch prime is not a crime and mass ningen with his three months thank you very much for that who's that oh, what a legend round of applause for that guy he's irrelevant he's on the am radio <laughs> waves i can't hear him <laughs> damn all right, and so uh, that leads us into the question section, right? You want to take it from here, Toon? Thank you, Alec. So, folks, a couple of days before the show, we like to uh, send out a little tweet or a post on the YouTube community side or even in the Discord, letting you know about the upcoming show, allowing you guys to post your questions, and then we pick some of your best questions and we answer them live on the show. So for this week, we will start with Philip Rodriguez over on Twitter, and he asks, here's the scenario. Y'all are the team to head the campaign Super Strike Revival. What would you add or take away from this forgotten era of Dokkan to bring it back into relevance? <laughs> That's a nice question. Easy A's! Literally, well, they have to they... awaken first, right? Well, yeah, they and don't did. they already have Super Attack level 15? Yeah, they just, do. You know what? Let, let them be as they are. Just give them easy A's. Don't even awaken them. Because if you do that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to lead to more work, and then we're going to have to have to run that by all the head you know, leads of the department. They're going to be like, oh, we got to then have more artists do more work. So let's just keep it simple. We'll keep the Super Strikes as they are. Just give them SA-20. They don't need SA-20. Let's do it. Why not? Give them them awakenings, new, interesting, like, super attack animations. They will be very, very see. The thing I would like to see, because it's a callback to... um, I I started playing the game around this Mm -hmm. time when obviously you had to farm up the strike characters oh, yeah. because the uh, the prime battle goku was still the like you can only use strike characters and it was like 50 stamina and all that um so even though it was kind of frustrating because it was a little bit limiting that i feel like they'd have to increase the number um but if give them awakenings and make that extra stage like bring back that format where you have to use a team that's like under a certain team cost um like it used yeah, be to be cool. A hundred, which I think is a bit too restrictive now. Um, but yeah, maybe boost that number up a little bit. Um, and yeah, bring back something like that and make that the way that you get the medals to awaken them, maybe. Be quite interesting. I just, I think, want, them, I just well, want them to be relevant now. That's all I care about. Whatever, yeah, that well, ta- whatever it takes, that's it. I was going to say, the only reason people would care about them is if they actually made them relevant. 
Yeah. yeah. So there's mm-hmm. one of two ways to do that. Number one is what they did before with them is they require you to use them for an event. Or number two is you make them really good. But I feel like they True. wouldn't make them really good unless you had to go through some like annoying grind, right, to get them, like how the prime battles work now. You mean so... like having to farm up half their medals from the world tournament? Yep. That's pretty annoying. Yeah, the 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 uh, what is it? The uh, the turtle medals or whatever. The turtle the Bulma and Bulma medals. medals. Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? To this day, I mean, I only started in the two fifty million. To this day, I have not rainbowed all the super strikes because I don't have enough of the turtle and Bulma medals. Even though mm-hmm. I go top fifteen, top twenty, I still don't have enough medals to get all those rainbows done. Yep. Damn. That's tough. And here I am with all those medals and absolutely no desire to rainbow them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> in all honesty though you are right they should awaken and then they should give them an easy a yep why not just make them sa20 i still don't understand what the problem with that is they they are obviously not on par with lrs they will be their own very unique class of weird units that have sa20 that are tur's that are free to play and they just do mediocre damage whatever it's it's <laughs> dokkan let there be more diversity in the units why not yeah, I mean, so the thing with easy A's is I don't like when they give these units easy A's at the same time as, like, releasing them. And if you're yeah. going to give them Dokkan Awakenings, then I wouldn't do an easy A at the same time because that just defeats the whole purpose of an easy A, which is to, mm-hmm. like, buff units that need help. But if you're Dokkan Awakening them and you're intentionally gimping them because you're making them worse than they should be because you're giving them an easy A, that defeats the whole purpose of the easy A system, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what I would do is I would just Dokkan Awaken them all um, maybe add an extra stage to all their events and you know leave that for a little bit and then if they ever want to go back and revisit them and give them all easy A's you just do like an easy A area or yeah an extreme Z area for them and that's it but I would only want that to happen if we get to a point where they're just not you know usable anymore which is what mm-hmm. easy A's should be used for but this SA-17 yeah that sounds good I mean, <laughs> but most, I mean are any of the super strike characters really usable for anything anymore I mean yes. Pycon is yes King Cold Pike I on use it. Okay. all the time. Okay. Yeah. Fair That's enough. True. Well, no, they're not usable, but I'm saying the way you buff them is you just give them a Dokkan Awakening because they, yeah. they don't have one yet. I mean, they could also use that opportunity to bring back Super Strike Kabito. And my, I'm a junior, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Yep. Yes. Oh. All right, let's move on to the next question brought to us by Danny T. Danny asks, do you guys think that they will start the EZAs for the OG 90% LRs this year? Oh, God. If so, who do you think will be the first? Uh, Probably well, Gohan or Rosemasu. You Rosemasu. I think Broly, Broly. will be first, it, but I, be, I hate this question. I don't. I don't want to see the summonable LRs get yeah. easy A's. It's, it. I think it's unavoidable. I think it's going to happen. I just don't want it to. Talk to him. Why? Why? Because it sets a dangerous precedent. Pay, pay to play units now getting easy A's at LR level. Where does it end? Let the well, free to plays let the free to plays tip the scales a little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, I see I see that point, but it's the level of rarity of these units and the fact that mm-hmm. almost every one of us in this voice chat tell people not to summon on yellow coin banners. Can yeah. you just buy them with the purple stone? Yeah, you can. So, yeah, some of them. Yeah, so, like three dragon. I think it purple stones. It comes down to, for me, like what I said earlier about what EZA should be for. And obviously mm-hmm. a lot of those, if not all of the original 90% LRs, basically don't get used in the current meta anymore. So that's 
in a way you could argue that they need to get easy A's because otherwise now, say if you're one of the people who jumped in on the double race banner because you really wanted to pull Tech LR Gohan, but you pulled yet another copy of STR Broly or the physical trunks and it's like, oh, yay, great. I pulled an LR, but I'm never going to use them. Yeah, so yeah, in yeah. that sense, like you could argue that they need easy A's to be relevant again because they're always going to be in the pool on every legendary summon banner, but they've become units that you don't want to see and like we've talked about it not really recently but over the year or years that like lrs are not like the rare gems that they used to be like there's so many yeah. of them now that yeah. it's not like you know back when there was only like seven or eight it was still more of a crazy thing whereas now we're at that point where we are with a lot of units like you know the way people meme about pulling transforming goku or transforming freezer is mm -hmm. there's now multiple lrs that you can pull from a banner and it and it's a disappointing pull it's not you're not hype about the fact that you pulled an lr yeah yeah so, like Majin yeah, Regina is like i would the, argue that some of the original ones actually mean yeah. like every time someone's gonna pull an lr you're like oh it's gonna it's just gonna be Majin Vegeta because that's the yeah deal. exactly yeah well yeah. so literally i posted a screenshot so the last multi-summon i did on the tech super saiyan 2 gohan banner i got a guaranteed lr animation and then the third or fourth unit that popped up in the multi-summon was agl Majin Vegeta, and i immediately <laughs> let out like a disappointed groan but then fortunately <laughs> tech super saiyan 2 gohan popped up later mm -hmm. in the multi but like yeah you shouldn't that should like that immediately removes the hype of like getting like an LR pull when it's a unit that you don't want or don't need. Because like they even, like the Vegeta's a perfect example. They even went and redid his super attack animation. But why? Like, you don't ever use it. Yeah, like that was my fear too, like with this step up on JP. It's like, I'm going to get to the 200. There's a very small margin of units that I would want, like three or four. And I'm like, knowing mm -hmm. me, I'm going to get Int Gohan, Physical Trunks. I wouldn't have actually minded Goku Black. Uh, Majin Vegeta, Bojack, just someone I either already have or I just really don't give two jacks about. So... But my next question, actually, for this question would be, how would they handle that EZA banner for the OG LRs? They just, put like, they just put, like, seven units on it. So that's what they would do. Yeah, so would it yeah. reward red coins, or would it reward gold? Yeah, coins? red coins. It would be a double Yeah, red coins, yeah. Okay. I mean, they could make a new banner if they're going to do, um, it could be, like, legendary summon EZA or something with, like, seven Yeah. Units. Yeah. And there's, what, what, there's yeah, like a, people are so people are so stuck in the mindset where it's like oh they have to keep following this one um you know way of doing things where yeah. they don't need to do that they can just yeah. change it up at any point i hate i hate that ningen is right because it's true like these units are so old and so useless that this is literally the logical way this is the logical step to make them more relevant bring them back add some hype to these summons mm -hmm. the reason why yeah. i am so against it is from the standpoint of the free-to-play side because mm. these free-to-play lrs while they have value while they're good there's still an argument to be made when you want to choose an lr free-to-play versus an lr og 90 percent, right yeah. so giving these guys that eza as well kind of reestablishes that gap between free-to-play and uh, pay-to-play in terms of their value what they do which is why i always like the fact that these lr ezas were happening for free-to-play because it kind of reduces that difference in power scaling between the free-to-play side and the pay-to-play side but you're right i'm just talking strictly as a free-to-play fan that i don't like that they would have to go in this direction which is probably what's going to happen 
Yeah, because like another example from me from the most recent banner is the uh, LR Goku Black and Zamasu. Like when they first came out, people were hyped. Like they were a fun unit. They were good. Um, they stayed good for a reasonable amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and whilst I'm not like a mega whale, um, it was only just now from that Gohan banner that I pulled the final copy of them to rainbow them. But I haven't used them since yep, rainbowing them because they just don't really go on any of my teams anymore. So it's kind of disappointing in a way that it's like I finally rainbowed a unit that I really, really liked. In fact, their LR banner was the first banner I ever properly whaled out on because I really wanted to get a copy. Um, and then, yeah, now I finally rainbowed them and I just, I'm not ever going to use them. All right. You guys ready to move on? Let's yeah. do it. The next question is brought to us by Jen Roto on Twitter. And he asks, <laughs> the five oldest TURs without EZAs are Int Vegito, Tech Vegito, Physical Xeno Trunks, Int Turles, and Tech Future Gohan. Who needs it the most and who are you most hopeful for? Int Vegito or Trunk. Tech Future Gohan. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with Xeno Trunks. I'm gonna say Tech Future Gohan. Yeah. I'm gonna say Tech Future Gohan too as well. Because he so, was. The, I well, believe the reason... he was, I was just gonna say I believe he's oh. the first unit that greatly stacks attack, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he was. So the only reason the only reason I say Xeno Trunks is because everybody else already has a really really good like unit with the same name. Because um, mm-hmm. like yeah. the AGL Vegito World Tournament Reward Awakening that we just got on Global. Is really really good, but you can pretty much only use him on the Margin Boo Saga team because he has the same name as the LR. So depending what they do with EZAs for these guys, um, like they they're already competing with another big unit with the same name. Whereas the Xeno Trunks, not only does he not have any competition apart from like the Strike Card version, I guess, but yeah. like he's also really really bad. So <laughs> he really really needs one. I'm so. I w- I would go with Int Vegito. Int Vegito, he's the one with the nuking passive, right? Yes. yes. We haven't had a Vegito that has any sort of nuking property. So yeah, having... They all counter super. Yeah, no, they, yeah, they, they all counter, they all do that. So having a Vegito that's, that does something a little bit different, I think would be cool. So having a nuking Vegito would be pretty neat. I would be up for that. I would have said Turles, but we have an LR Turles on the way. So yeah. um, my, my, my pick isn't Vegito. But now to use that logic for you, which was for free to plays, more than likely they'll have Interlis probably rainbowed. So wouldn't it also still benefit him to get an EZA regardless? I mean, all these guys would benefit from an EZA. I mean, true. Uh, I mean, besides Xeno Trunks, I mean, sure, like he, like he's gonna be useful for like, well, not really useful for World Tournament. I mean, I think he might like have the same fate as Mont Vegeta, who got an EZA. The uh the tech one and honestly, who is gonna use tech and Machu Vegeta for world tournament? Nobody is. So I kinda expect as physical as Xenotrunks is it's gonna get the same treatment and not gonna be used at all. That uh Xenotrunks, the Turles, and the Future Gohan are all connected to the Hero Extermination event. Yeah, that too as well. Yeah. So they're yes. all eventually gonna get one. Yes, and those both of those Vegitos are tied to the AGL Super Vegito Dokkan Fest, mm-hmm. so they're both going to get one whenever the Vegito EZA returns, which honestly should be pretty soon. So, so it's remember when people thought they were going to get EZAs during the five year? Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is that it's actually possible for Xeno Trunks, Turles, and Gohan to maybe be EZA areas? Uh, yeah, yeah. they 100 percent will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah eventually. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next question. This one's from the Discord, brought to us by Joari. 
Joari asks, for JP's next batch of extreme SBR, how do you think they should buff Ginyu Force and Giant Form? Ooh, Ginyu Force. That's Ginyu really Force. Easy Ace. I mean, yeah, they uh, if if they're gonna release an extreme version of the Ginyu Force one, then yeah, they probably should give them Easy Ace. I wonder if uh, uh, I wonder if they will do that for <laughs> the Ginyu Force one. There's one more thing they could do. Go confessed. Can you what I've been asking for for six years? Oh, yeah, they'll yep. yeah. Also, they could give us Bunyu. Isn't that the name of the uh, the, yeah, the chick from, from Kakarot. Uh, Kakarot? Yeah, I guess they could do oh, a crossover yeah. if they wanted to, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But come on, please just g give us a Dokkan Fest Ginyu. He deserves it. I mean, yeah, is, is he that that popular in Japan, anyways? He was is like, he, a, he was like a day one fighter's character, dude. Toku Sentai, how, how is he not? You need to, he needs to be a part of the history of Dokkan. Come on. The, the yeah, only the, the only version of Ginyu is Int Ginyu and then the Goku Ginyu and come on th there needs to be more. Yeah, yeah, we just absolutely need the Dokon Fest Ginyu with an awesome transformation animation where he switches bodies with Goku and transforms into Goku Ginyu. And then yeah, if you go through awesome. if you go through like all the Dragon Ball like fighting games that have come out throughout the years, he's like always been one of the base game fighters that's been in all those games. Oh yeah, true enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for Ginyu Force really easy to come up with how they would buff it how would you handle giant form well hold on one more, one more thing about guinea force they could create like dual units because like we yes. definitely need a jason burger yeah, i was unit. just about to say that yes so that's like another yeah, easy way to do that so, so now for the big question how would they do this for giant form so you take every character that has a giant, giant. ape in their super attack and you just put them on giant form or easy a them or easy a them. <laughs> well, so I think Giant Form is probably in a slightly different league because it's not. I wouldn't say it's anywhere near as hard or as restrictive as the Ginyu Force one. Like, yeah. I, I feel like yeah. if they dropped an extreme Giant Form stage tomorrow, like a lot of people would still just be able to beat it with what's available in the game at the moment. Um, I know it's one of the harder ones because the category can be quite restrictive, so it is obviously based on your box but i definitely think it's not anywhere near as restrictive and as potentially difficult as the extreme version of the ginyu force one would be i do have another question for that do you think that they would take into consideration lr baby and try to bounce it around him or would they not really necessarily include him in it because lr baby can decimate the current yeah. giant form sbr mm-hmm like you would never, you would rarely ever drop below like 80, 70% HP for a transformation because he's just that overwhelming in that event. So, would they take him into consideration with the ESBR or would they actually think about the player base? It's like, okay, not every single person is going to have this LR who can dookie it and balance it that way. I mean, Baby was what what uh, recently was in fourth anniversary, right? So not most of the free play units have baby at all. Like I recently just pulled baby, and I and and I did the uh, the the giant form SBR, and that's about it. Uh, so if they are going to consider him, uh, at least easy some good like giant forms uh, units like Tora or yeah Tora because he's really good. Um, maybe Barak maybe potentially, and maybe a Sasha. 
Just to make like the whole team like work, uh, Sasha, Sasha. 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 Not Sasha. Sasha. Oh, okay. Sasha. Sasha. New, my bad. Sasha. My bad. Sasha. Very <laughs> okay. My bad. That that one. My bad. It's just <laughs> so like like have her like like have the giant form just like be complete because like right now there's there's not that many good ones out there. I mean, well besides the uh, physical uh, what's his name, uh, physical uh, Cumber. Cumber. Yeah, Cumber. Oh, like he's. Who's like really good too as well. Like, like if you want to use the great uh the giant ape, physical kid Goku. I mean, you, you can do two as well as well. Well, he needs a Dokkan fest. Yeah, well that too as well. Yeah, but like the problem with the giant form one is it's very, it varies in difficulty because it's so RNG based. Because obviously yeah. you could get a run where you go in and immediately someone transforms on turn one, so you can do a bunch of free damage, potentially target whoever that character has type advantage over. And then if you get lucky with like the hidden potential stuff, maybe take that person out straight away. Or obviously you can have those unlucky runs where nobody transforms. Um, and then at least uh, you do have units like the baby and the cooler who are going to transform uh, and tapion as well when you get to like HP restrictions and stuff. Right. Because one of the things about the um, giant form one, because it is so RNG related, is mm -hmm. the... Um, as long as you can drop down to that like 50% HP mark, you can then basically cheese the whole of the rest of the thing because you can just chain like finishing off the fight with either Baby or Metal Cooler and then you go into the next fight and you're still under 50% HP so they immediately transform again straight away. Yep. Um, yeah, that's how I did it. So yeah, I, mean, I think with the, with the right RNG, like I said, I think the extreme version of that could drop tomorrow and a lot of people mm -hmm. would just be able to be here with what's available in the game at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's also a lot of units that we don't have yet. Like, again, Dokkan Fest, Great Ape, Kid Goku. We need yep. Dokkan Fest, Vegeta, Great Ape, obviously, mm -hmm. from the Saiyan Saga. Yep. Just just off, the top, mm -hmm. just off the top of my head, we could also just get, like, an Aniraza for the Tournament of Power. He, we don't have him. Oh, He's yeah. a giant unit. Or um, a new Lord Slug, for sure, is probably mer yep. uh, warranted at this point. We could definitely get a new Tapion for Harutagarn. There's a lot. Let's get a straight-up Harutagarn. Dr. Wheeler is probably a giant character. Like, we could have, like, a Dr. Cochin who goes into Dr. Wheeler or something. I don't know. You know, since Truth's not here, I'll say for him, Garlic Jr. Oh, hey, speaking of the speaking of the devil. And now I'm bumped out. <laughs> or <laughs> we got like one more question left. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next question, brought to us by Rice Droplets, who asks, "Do you guys predict a global first unit within the next couple of months, or do you guys think Dokkan should refrain from doing global first for a while since we're really catching up with JP?" Uh, they are catching up, and there is going to be global first, for sure. Like, there's, there's just not enough to. Uh, there's not enough there till the anniversary in July for global. Because yeah, they got to fill the gap for where the um, where last year's like Spirit Bomb Goku, which is where the Gohan banner would have been if they hadn't done the simultaneous release. So there's like a, there's definitely a gap in there somewhere. But why, why do we have to have global first? Man, how dare I? As another, as a fellow global man, I'm disappointed in you. Why don't you Dude, complain? All it, all it does is screw up the timeline. If the game would just be either completely synced up or exactly five months behind JP, everything would be fine. It's the global first. It's the it's the joint celebrations that screw up everything about the timeline for global. Well, well minus that makes it more fun. Celebration minus that because that actually fits into their schedule. Just the banners are different, really. I would say it's more of an issue of that, like, when they, like, 
mess things up. They don't really care about the repercussions of how things go. Like, oh, we're yeah. just casually going to say Golden Freeze is coming out of Kalen Khalifa no matter what. Oh, that means Golden Freeze is easy as eight months after JP, right? Like, there's like, whatever. Like, it's just very, I don't know, like, willy-nilly. Like, whatever. All right, let's move on to the next question from the YouTube community side, brought to us by Joshua Vasquez. The last question. Joshua asks, what do you think the next theme will be for the Dokkan Fest for 2021? We've been through the Frieza Cell Boo sagas, and the mm -hmm. six-year anniversary should cap off Tournament of Power. So where do we go? GT or original Dragon Ball? Oh, original We're, Dragon Ball. I don't think it's going to be Dragon that, Ball. but please. They could, I yeah. would like that too, but they will more than likely probably actually properly start Super. I see us revisiting like Resurrection F and Battle of Gods. Yeah, I mean, we could just go through like every movie, right? I, I think kind of like what Goresh said, starting, starting over, going back to the original Dragon Ball, and then covering yeah. basically the, the parts of the Dragon Ball storyline that we've missed. So Saiyan Saga. Maybe revisit a couple Namek Saga units, bring in some Ginyu Force, Zarbon, Dodoria, you know, just cover the things mm -hmm. that we haven't had. And that could ultimately maybe lead up to potentially next when Dragon Ball Super, you know, comes back. I would also I like that would be add, a good I would also like to, to add it. something here because now that we were talking about it and I thought about it, remember how they had that list like during LR Vegeta Blue, like, hey, vote for the next LR. There mm -hmm. was Kid Goku, Kid Krillin, and Roshi, they could actually do that as an LR if we revisit old, uh, OG Dragon Ball. And they, we could actually finally have that. That's one of the very few on that list we haven't received already, so... Well, there's yeah. a few. Ultimate Gohan, uh, Golden Frieza, Masu, Super yeah, Saiyan 3, Gotenks, yep, Golden Frieza. There's actually quite a few on there we still haven't gotten. Um, I think they're going to continue to focus on movies. Yeah, what's the, the movies... What's the number one movie you'd want, Truth? Uh, unironically, it, I I actually do think that first movie of Garlic Jr. is very good. Thank so you. I, I, Thank you. I, actually, Thank you. I literally <laughs> just spoke you into existence with that. I would like to see them because they could do a really nice Goku and Piccolo card from that movie. Like, yep. you know, Gohan could have a good card. You know, there's some stuff they could do. They could honestly just go back to the Saiyan Saga. There's like so many units from there. Like Goku and Piccolo from the Raditz fight. Grade 8 Vegeta. Yeah. They could do just a, a standalone Nappa, which we don't really have a good version of. We could nope. get a general SSR Yajirobe as a support character for that saga. <laughs> I, I think he did enough to merit a unit, for sure. I mean, if it yeah. wasn't for him, Goku would have been crushed by Giant 8 Vegeta, and they would have all died if he didn't cut off the tail. Uh, unit super attack Krillin with the Spirit Bomb with uh, base Goku or something? Yes. That would be cool. Yeah, that card cool. could be like there's like 60 different ways they could do that right like it's mm -hmm. like they could do yeah. so much with that i demand yeah, i think get the kamehameha lead too because yeah. uh, i like what they've been doing um because you could say like the bojack thing kind of like an example where they should have like you know drop a big celebration where they start like we're saying like revisit a different saga like say the saiyan saga have like part of that maybe it's just split into parts um, have part of that, and then you can then do the next one. Be like, take a movie, and then mm -hmm. you have like your new version of like the movie villain uh, or hero, with then the part two LR banner being related to that, and then go into the next celebration and have either like the next part of the big saga that we're doing 
something or like moving on to a different one because i think yeah go revisiting the movies and doing updated versions of movie characters fits in mm -hmm. really well as like the thing they can put between like the big saga based stuff which i think is a good idea yeah let's go back to the incredible adventure and for the next worldwide release celebration we can have dual doken fest lr kid goku versus lr yamcha lr yamcha huh yeah we already have that we already have that moment technically but still i mean there's so many things that we could we could go back and be like this could be you know a, a doken festival moment you know there's like the first time we get a kamehameha is uh master roshi putting out the fire at ox king's castle we could have that as like a story event or as you know as some other kind of event that we could work into a celebration but yeah i think we need to tap the well of dragon ball quite a bit because there's a whole lot of of units there that we could really use yeah i mean tau works like the first like, character that mm -hmm. would like just like straight up kill people like mercilessly uh, we could do a general blue like an, an ssr general blue that's not exclusive to an arale collab uh ah. demon king piccolo deserves a dokkan fest for sure ma jr um who else i mean we could do like a free-to-play lr with like all the red ribbon army generals there um i would uh, there's really, a lot in dragon ball tambourine definitely needs an ssr at the very least i would really like a super good grandpa gohan card yeah master roshi transforming with the yeah. buff roshi. there's a how, lot they could do how would you all feel about maybe not a dual dokkan fest but maybe a dual dokkan fest where you actually buff the world tournament category and it's uh kid goku versus uh tn yeah tn i mean we don't need to do a dual dokkan fest like that tn could just be a dokkan fest by himself okay yeah all right and if that's all then we are going to wrap up this show but you know what truth you just jumped in here do you have any any thoughts you'd like to uh give us before we head out for the show any any wise words to let the chat know about i got one Anything for you when is v jump Oh my god, stop. <laughs> oh, oh, now I need to stop, huh? Buddy. Yeah, probably tonight. Probably. The chat really wanted to know your thoughts on Jiren. Jiren? Because they all really, really love good. Jiren. They really like Jiren, yeah. Jiren is super freaking good. I mean, he's not Turles, but Jiren is super good. That's that's my thoughts on that. Okay. Talk to him. All right, so we're going to wrap up this show. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Huge thank you to Hydros for manning the boards and covering my face, keeping the stream afloat. Appreciate that. Don't forget to follow <laughs> us over on Twitch, Twitter, join the Discord, check out the new Facebook, subreddit, everything. All the links are everywhere. Make sure you guys lock in to the 5.9G network. And if you miss any part of the show, fear not. All of your favorite podcasting platforms have you covered. Google, Apple, Spotify, many more. Subscribe and do not skip a beat. Join us right here tomorrow for our next episode of the Dragon Ball Legends podcast. For Mass Ningen, Goresh, Sly, Kensei, Alec, and Truth. I am Toon Rami. Thank you so much once again for watching. Stop covering my face! Stay tuned and always remember to Dokkan responsibly.